Hello friends, welcome to the July 19th episode of my podcast, Medicine in Action. I'll continue the theme we started last week about uh, the vaccines. Still a lot of questions about the COVID uh, vaccine side effects and I want to do a little bit more detail on it. I still want to emphasize that uh, COVID vaccines are our best protection against this dreaded disease and as we are seeing a surge of the Delta virus in the U.S., uh, Florida has doubled the cases in the last week, and we're starting to still see other countries grappling with uh, increasing cases. I think it's important for uh, people, if you have somebody in your circle who has not taken the vaccine, who is concerned, please uh, encourage them to listen to this and try to answer their questions. So I want to talk a lot about everything we know about the COVID vaccine so far. Now we have experience of uh, hundreds of millions of doses of all kinds of vaccines, the mRNA and the AstraZeneca and Johnson and Johnson. So basically COVID-19 vaccines are designed to prevent a disease that has so far killed 4 million people in less than in about what a year and a half or so. No pharmaceutical agent is completely benign, never. The goal always is to ensure that the benefits always outweigh the risk. And so far, the vaccines have been clearly very, 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 very safe. There is a small number of cases of heart inflammation, blood clots, immune system disorders, allergies, but the numbers, as I'll talk about, are very, very small compared to the protection we're getting. And we're also seeing that 99.5% of the deaths that are happening, at least in the United States, are happening in the unvaccinated. So it's uh, quite an effective strategy. It's a risk-benefit clearly in the favor of it. So first, let's start about the heart inflammation. So what happened there? So about a month ago, June 23rd, CDC reported that about 1,200 cases of heart inflammation had been seen in people, mostly young men, adolescents, who had received the Pfizer-BioNTech or Moderna vaccine. Now, more than 150 million Americans have been almost fully vaccinated with these shots. They use innovative technology called mRNA, and that turns the body cells into tiny vaccine-making factories. Uh, Similar reports, Israelis had uh, reported a probable link between the Pfizer and the heart inflammation in young men. The risk appears to be very small, uh, probably three to five cases per million. So again, uh, most of these are self-limited. It is important to be aware. Most of these were young men and they recovered on their own with minimal treatment. So uh, I would say that, uh, and the reason is exactly that. When your body is mounting this immune response with the antigen or the mRNA that is presented, the body will react to it. Every now and then in some people, those antibodies that are generated will cross-react against your own body's heart tissue, and it's impossible to predict. It's got to do with very unique biology of the person, but seems like this uh, side effect is very rare. Now, clotting is uh, the second thing I want to talk about. Uh, The main vaccines that have been implicated with the clotting are the Johnson & Johnson and AstraZeneca. Those are both work on the same model. They take a Chadox uh, virus and they replace the DNA. 
So in these cases, this is a more, somewhat more deadly syndrome. It is again seen in young people, more in young women. It's atypical, this is not the typical clots uh, that we would see. These clots are made almost like a process by which a body has a response to something called heparin. Heparin is a blood thinner we use. Most people do it very well with it. But rarely hematologists know that people get, get uh, something called heparin-induced uh, thrombocytopenia or low platelets, and they are associated with clots. And this is what this is like. So avoiding heparin in these people is important. Treating them with alternative choices, which we have, is important. Most people seem to recover. But this is, a, again, a rare side effect, but well-known. And... Uh, my suggestion is in younger people, younger than probably 45, 50, especially women, especially those on birth control pills or hormones, should avoid the Johnson & Johnson AstraZeneca. They should go with mRNA. We have not seen this with the mRNA, especially not with Moderna. That would be in my opinion. Now, this has been reported across the board. We've seen this in the United Kingdom, in Europe, in uh, US. So we know this is a rare but known side effect. So. The risk is uh, four cases of in a million who received the vaccine. We know this. So UK, they reported this risk. The US had calculated at about six to seven cases per million vaccination with the Johnson & Johnson, especially in the women among 18 to 49. So if they enriched the population, then the number was a bit higher. But all comers, the risk is about four cases per million. And so far, the UK has reported almost uh, 300 89 cases, uh, out of which uh, 68, unfortunately, have been fatal after the AstraZeneca shot. And, uh, and they have also seen it after Pfizer-BioNTech, but there's only been uh, 12 cases and only one fatality with that. In the U.S., there have been uh, three deaths with this uh, side effect. So, again, a known thing. So I want to emphasize that nobody's trying to hide or uh, underreport these side effects, these things we know can happen. But think about it this way. A million people are protected against the virus. Out of the million, 2 to 3% could have died from if they all got the virus. And if uh, we have 4 to 7 cases per million of people having side effects, then that is still a risk-benefit favors taking the vaccine. So... The simple common sense thing again is that if we have choices, I would go with Moderna vaccine. That's what I would do. Uh, and in cases where you don't have a choice, I would cautiously go with the, uh, with the AstraZeneca or Johnson & Johnson, but be very mindful and try to get off hormones if you're on them. So how to watch out for it. If you've gotten the, these vaccines and you get shortness of breath, chest pain, leg swelling, severe headaches, blurry vision, those are the signs to seek medical attention immediately. And as I mentioned, the clots are different. They are caused by a heparin-like antibody or heparin-induced thrombocytopenia-like antibody. And what is happening there is the adenovirus or the Chadox virus that I mentioned delivers a gene that again instructs the cells to make the spike protein which gives the virus the crown-like appearance. This stimulates the body to mount an immune response. So sometimes that immune response will trigger the clotting process. Uh, 
the other vaccines like the Russian Sputnik vaccine and the China's CanSino vaccine also use the adenovirus platform. Now, the third major side effect I want to talk about is the allergic reaction. So, of course, our bodies fight foreign invaders through a variety of mechanisms, including making proteins, antibodies, releasing toxins. As in any conflict, sometimes the effort to repel an infection can itself be damaging. And this can produce inflammation and swelling or serious allergic reactions. So about 4 to 5% of the U.S. population has had such a reaction to everything, including drugs, foods, insect stings. In a very small percentage, they can have anaphylactic reactions, but these are very, very rare. So currently, CDC is estimating that it is about two people for every million receiving COVID vaccine that they can have the risk of severe side effects. Uh, and anaphylaxis is reported at 1.3 cases per million. And that's with the flu vaccine. With this one as well, it's about the same, one to two cases per million. So we have always recommended that these vaccines be administered with a medical setting where there is availability of EpiPen. People who have allergic things, I recommend they carry EpiPen with them, which is a form of epinephrine that can be administered. But I would say, again, the risks are small. And uh, in, the, in the many, many cases that we have done, we haven't had to administer any in my office setting, but we always had EpiPens handy and available in case that would be the case. We've watched people for 15 minutes after the injection. Uh, so again, the risk is small. It is all about risk-benefit as the key. So when people say, well, you, have, you can have one or two cases per million, yes. But think about the number, number of people that can die from, from the virus. So 1% or 2% of a million could be as many as 1,000 people dead. If you have one to two uh, serious reactions per million, there's still a much better deal. So the cause of this is not clear. We think there are two possibilities in the vaccine that are causing this. One is a carrier in the vaccine called polyethylene glycol. It's seen in many cosmetics, many medications, and people could have been exposed to it, have antibodies, and that's a possibility. Others, the lipid nanoparticles that are wrapping around the mRNA, that's a possibility as well. More likely to be polyethylene glycol because it has been previously linked to anaphylaxis. Now, people who have immune system disorders, the question is, should they take the vaccine or not? So there is a known fourth side effect that we know of is an immune-based side effects of something called Guillain-Barre. Uh, Guillain-Barre is spelled a little differently. If you're reading about it, it's spelled G-U-I-L-L-A-N, and Barre is B-A-R-R-E. It's a syndrome all medical students, doctors know about. It is a rare side effect that can happen after any viral illness. Uh, we've seen it after flu. We've seen it after chicken pox after any potential viral illness we've seen after flu vaccination we've seen it as well essentially again you have the antibodies that sometimes will cross react with the lining of your immune of the nervous system and they'll cause damage to those and if that happens for most people it is self-limited and recover but some people can have residual side effects it's a very rare condition again fda said that even before the COVID vaccine three to six thousand people a year can develop this. They report uh, muscle weakness, paralysis, and it's mostly self-limited. 
Uh, in CDC's reported that mostly in men over the age of 50, about two weeks after immunization, again, the cases are one to two cases per million. And uh, then there is another side effect, the fifth one, which we're going to talk about, which is facial palsy. This has been reported after all the mRNA vaccines, both Moderna, Pfizer, uh, and I've seen it in some of my patients. Basically, self-limited again. Uh, again, uh, most people who have had it, they recover from it. It is caused again by inflammation of the nerve that innervates the face muscle, and it is not a reason not to take the vaccine. So, question now comes is that how do we handle, what do we know about the deaths that are happening after vaccination? So, that's a very tough question to answer because a lot of people die from a lot of things every day. And correlation with vaccine is difficult. So, currently, around the world, they're really giving about 40 to 50 million shots every day. I'm not just talking about U.S., I'm talking across the world. Some people have other comorbidities. Some people could be older. They could have heart disease. They could have strokes, heart attacks. So the link to the vaccine is not definite. Okay, in Norway, they studied a group of geriatric or elderly patients. A specialist studied the 100 deaths among the nursing home residents after the vaccination with Pfizer-BioNTech. And although they could not conclusively prove it, there's a possibility that in some cases that vaccination could have increased the risk of death, okay? So in elderly, very frail patients whose life expectancy is short, short, certainly it's a good idea to be mindful of it, but I don't think there's any conclusive proof of that. Again, uh, hydrating those patients, keeping their general good health is important. Uh, what are the other side effects that have been reported so far? So there is cases that have been reported with the other vaccines. You know, there have been links with arthritis. There have been links with narcolepsy. There's also been uh, links with MS. But none of these are proven at this time, and they're not established. So I think there are more questions for further study. These are not reasons, again, not to take the vaccine because this virus kills is still killing. We're still losing. We are 4 million people around the world dead in about a year and a half or less than that. And still the onslaught is ongoing. We are seeing another uptick. So my strong recommendation is that if uh, you've not been vaccinated, please consider the vaccine. And if you know of somebody who uh, has questions about it, uh, at least uh, try to have them give them the right information so they can make better decisions for themselves. Uh, till next time, be well, be safe. Thank you.